0: Passionate, driven, enthusiastic, euphoric. This is who we are as entrepreneurs, but how we leverage these incredible attributes to dream and build businesses that scale and grow is what this podcast is all about. Hello, I'm attorneypreneur Josh Brown, and welcome to Franchise Euphoria. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria. Today, I am thrilled to have Art Coley Jr. on the show. Art is a franchise executive and small business specialist. He has spent 20-plus years in franchising and small business endeavors. He is the former CEO of a top 200 franchise brand called Alpha Graphics and a specialist at identifying challenges and implementing turnaround plans for franchises and small business. Hello, Art, and welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Josh, and uh, thank you for having me on today. It's an honor.
0: Oh well, it's great to have you. I mean, you've got uh, such a great history in franchising, and I, you know, you spent 20 years in this wacky world of franchising and, <laughs> and small business ventures, and you've survived to tell about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, we are over the phone here, so there's some scars and stuff that you can't see. But
0: yeah, no, it's uh,
1: it, it's it's. I tell you what, I'm so blessed, and it's been. I've gotten to to, to learn and work with some just great, great people, and um, yeah, I'm real, I'm real fortunate for it. I'm I, I'm a I'm a franchising. I love franchising. I think it's the greatest invention for small business because small business, let's face it, is just tough to begin with. And when the whole idea of business format franchising came around, it it really opened the door to more and more people to pursue and be able to live their, um, you know, live live the American dream and go after their goals through small business ownership. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty big on franchising I think it's a great thing for you know for our country and for individuals
0: well so tell me did you I mean did you start in franchising or did you find your way to it after being involved in small business because so many people I know and talk to you know they find their way to franchising but they don't necessarily go there at the start
1: well well, no I mean if you take a room full of franchise you know people <clears throat> the, the, on the franchisor side and you say uh, you know I can think of a recent um, a group that I was a, a a session that I was a facilitator for, and I said, by show of hands, how many of you here uh, went to college, said, I want to study this, and then I want to go and make a career in franchising, and we had zero hands of about 120 people in the room go up, and then I said, by show of hands, how many of you guys just stumbled into it <laughs> accidentally, and every hand went up in the room, and of course, some laughter along with that. No, um, m- most of us didn't, uh, you know, I mean, finding franchising, yes, we, we did find it, and that's probably a nice way to put it. I mean, I was a freelance writer in Houston in my early 20s uh, for a business magazine, and I went out to interview a gentleman named Bud Hadfield, who had founded Quick Copy Printing back in the 60s, and he, uh, he had built this company to close to 2,000 printing locations in 24 countries. I went out to interview him, a 30-minute interview turned into four hours, and three months later I was working for the man. And and that's how I got into franchising, um, uh, you know, was through a, was through a, 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 business magazine interview. Um, and, and for me what I had realized having grown up in small business and actually had my first entrepreneurial venture, uh, as a 15 year old with a, um, with a small hamburger stand in a little town in central Texas named Temple, Texas. Um, what I had stumbled on in my early twenties, in that with Bud, is I, I, for the first time, you know, we all know about McDonald's and the franchising, and we think of food, and but for the first time, I really had a the, the window open to me about what franchising is really about, and it's about providing systems and a process and bringing predictability to something that oftentimes is described as very unpredictable, and that is, you know, the nature of business. Um, and, and and I was very excited about that. I realized I had found an opportunity in a gentleman who could teach me, and so I became his understudy for for many years until moving on to the next thing.
0: Well, that's fascinating. I want to talk about that a little bit, but before I got to ask you, tell me about this hamburger stand. <laughs>
1: yeah, hamburger. Well, uh, at fifteen, uh, I grew up on the north side of town, of, of Temple, Texas, and we had a we had a great vision. I thought uh, I will revolutionize all of quick service restaurants because we'll do snow cones and hamburgers. (laughs) (laughs) I love
0: it. I love it. Yeah.
1: And and it was a little 18 by 18 building. Uh, My dad, my whole family was involved in it. Um, We all worked together to make it work. And and that's when, um, you know, one of the things we learned here in that phase was the greatest thing about a, a small family business is the family. You know, getting to work with your family and, and and have a goal and come about and make accomplish that together, and at the same time, the worst thing about a family business is the family. You know, yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely, uh, so absolutely. You you, you you learn all of these dynamics, but that yeah, at fifteen, I ran that through high school, um, and then when I went off to the University of Houston, my mom and dad, my mom really basically took over running the restaurant until uh, until I returned at age. Uh, Twenty twenty-five. So, gosh, seven years later, I came back and took over that restaurant, and really got to go step back into the kitchen and 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 apply what I had learned from being with the franchisor, which was Bud and Quick Copy down in Houston. Um, and 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 so it was really that I I consider it kind of getting my PhD in small business and franchising because. We weren't a franchise, but I was applying all of those same principles of having systems and having checklists, and 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 from how you attract customers to to operations and workflow, and how you do financial management and inventory management, approaching it just as if you were a franchise system with you know 1,000 locations, but we did it with one and had quite a bit of success. Had 600% growth in sales over a five-year period. Uh, was named one of the top fifty family-owned restaurants in Texas. We were the Central Texas Restaurant of the Year, um, and 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 it was. And then, then we sold that business, and I moved back over to the franchisor side after that. But it was that little restaurant. Starting at age fifteen, I didn't realize. It. So the whole time from the beginning to the end was eighteen years of our family owning and running that. And no pun intended, but it really ended up being a little bit of a test kitchen for us to. Um, you know, see the changes that a small business owner, powerful changes small business owners can make with their business in a very short period of time. And of course, if you've got a franchise that you're part of, just turn to your franchise org because probably those systems are all right there in place and you're just needing to implement them or engage with the franchise or at a
0: deeper level. Well so it's interesting when you said a little hamburger stand at fifteen, I'm thinking like a lemonade stand. I mean this was a viable business. I mean this is something that oh. you that, that you turned into a viable business. That's that's really, really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Well it took
1: a it took a lot of help and, and we, we we probably made it just because we were too ignorant to know any better. What is <laughs> that, you know, just kind of Ignored in bliss uh and but we just climbed in and rolled up our sleeves and, and but no, it was yeah, we was uh, open uh six days a week from you know eleven a m in the morning until um, uh, ten p m at night, and we organized had a had a staff of you know about ten to fifteen people that worked in the restaurant and so there was in coordinating inventory payroll, all of those aspects at yeah at a very, very young age
0: Oh, see, I love that because it 's so funny because so you hear you talk to so many entrepreneurs and, and uh, ignorance really is bliss up until you get to a certain age, right? I mean, when you're a young kid and you're growing up and you're a teenager, ignorance truly is bliss. I mean, you're so naive and you just, you feel like you can conquer the world. And and sometimes that's what allows you to do some really cool things. Um, and so I, I love hearing stories. Yeah. I lo- just love hearing stories about that. And, um, you know, it sounds like you implemented really at some point, sort of the Michael Gerber e philosophy of, you know, build your business, run your business, as if you're going to replicate it a thousand times over, even if you're not going to do that.
1: Boy, I'll tell you, Josh, you hit on a book that every small business owner or every individual thinking about being a small business owner, they should not only read that book once, that they should read it once, go back and read it another five times and then put it underneath their pillow, have it in the car, get it on audio and listen to it when they're driving around, get the audio, you know, book on uh, tape or book on CD. Um, Michael Gerber and the e book, probably um, that along with Bud Hadfield and Quick Copy. So I got to kind of get both worlds of it, the book over here and hearing what he ended I could it. Because so many of those stories, right, if you've been in small business, you typically hear that and you you resonate with what he's talking about in there, right? I mean, the the vast majority of people start their small business or buy a franchise. And by the way, any of your listeners listen to this, there's no guarantee by by buying a franchise that you're not going to have all the pain and struggles um, and and even in some cases failures with small business ownership. And and, and that's a little bit, when we use the word, you know, e-myth, there's a little bit of myth sometimes about what a franchise is going to do for you. A, fran- a franchisor does not take away the struggles and pains of a, of a small business, of being a small business owner. All the franchisor can do for you. And, and when I say all, this is a big thing, but the, the the hurdle of the challenges that you're going to have with sales and marketing and staffing and location finding and inventory and equipment purchases, right? I mean, all of those struggles that you have in financial management, if the hurdle is 10 feet high as an independent out there alone, a good quality franchisor, and there are some bum franchises out there, but most most of the people in franchising are good, hardworking people who are trying to make it better for the franchisee to, to grow their sales and to make more money and to have better quality of life. A good franchisor just takes that 10-foot hurdle and brings it down to a speed bump. It's still there. You're still going to feel it. You're still going to have a little bit of pain. You're going to have to slow down and be careful getting over it. But 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 they've got a system to where you you know it's not like every time you turn around you're having to climb and jump over a ten foot hurdle. Instead, it's maybe a two it's two feet or maybe it's you know and then some of those some of those are, are bumps in the road you never even feel right. Well, so i lo- and, uh, I love that
0: you say that i love I love that you're saying this because you know there's a bunch of hogwash statistics out there that I'm always talking about and and trying to you know really put a, a reality to to franchising because like you I love the concept of it but I love it when it when it's done the right way and you know there's a bunch of statistics out there that that I have definitely been disproven which But people still, when they're searching for that opportunity, they go, oh, I can go buy the franchise. I've got a 95% chance of being successful. I mean, no, you have to run the business. I love that analogy of really taking it down to just a speed bump because when I talk to people as well, I'm always telling them, you're going to have the same struggles as other people, but it's just going to be easier um, from... Things are just going to be made slightly easier if you're within that good system. If you've got that brand, if you've got, if you're able to take advantage of other people's mistakes, sort of riding on their back, so that you don't make those same mistakes. But there's still going to be all the challenges of a, of running a business, which we all know is hard work.
1: It is. It absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned that I was um, the former CEO of Alpha Graphics, top 200 brand, and. <clears throat> Um, still, still on and helping Alpha Graphics with that transition to the new CEO, and it was just time for a next chapter for me in my life. But here's the thing: like Alpha Graphics, forty-plus year old franchise, top two hundred brand, close to three hundred locations, three hundred million in system wide sales, quality, quality people, good support structures. The reality is, is that there's not too much that the team at Alpha Graphics hasn't seen over forty plus years. I mean, no, the you. And so when somebody comes into the Alpha Graphics Network, what we tell them is, is that you're going to get the curveballs. You're going to get the stuff that's happened. The difference with by being a franchisee is that it's very unlikely something's going to come your way that we haven't seen before. And so if you're out there on your own, and by the way, you can even be a franchisee, and I see this all the time, Josh. Someone signs a franchise agreement, pays initial fees, goes to all the training, has the royalty, has the marketing fund, and then they won't use the franchisor for help, which is like going to the doctor and, 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 and then wanting to do your own diagnosis and, and, and offer your own prescription. It doesn't make any sense. And, and so you can even be within a franchise network and still be struggling and, and making it hard with some of these challenges if you're not engaged in working. Because it, it is a partnership. Franchisees are not employees. They're not – yes, there's the franchise agreement. There's things they, quote, have to do but you can't make somebody engage and really be in the spirit and attitude of working in that, in that partnership. And, and so, you know, that, that, that's why when people talk about not everyone is right, and your listeners should know that. They say, well, hey, how do I know if I'm right for a franchise? Well, you start pursuing it. You, you, you look into those franchisors. I can promise you good franchisors are going to be making sure it's a fit because they know it's not a fit for everyone. Franchise to be, Being a franchisee, a pure entrepreneurial spirit. If somebody is a pure entrepreneur, most of the time they really are not a good franchisee because they kinda of want to do their own thing. They don't want to have systems. They don't want to you know, I mean, let's face it, that's the antithesis of the entrepreneurial spirit, right? I mean, that's how things happen.
0: If, oh, I know. I was is, just there, I was yeah, I was just interviewing somebody who uh, turned their business into a franchise, and so I was talking about that and I, we were talking about going through that process, which and it's funny because it for a true entrepreneur, you know, the entrepreneur that creates the the business and now is turning into a franchise. That's like pulling their teeth, right? Trying to get them to <laughs> then to then say, "Listen, I know you know how to operate the business, but you got to put all that great stuff in your head onto paper." That's like pulling their teeth. That's the worst thing ever. That's why I I truly believe that the 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 best and and this is um. I guess you could say an overgeneralization, but I think for the most part it it would stand that you've got to be a great operator and a great manager and love those two components of running a business to really have a good chance of being successful in franchising because you've got to buy in to the underlying business model of the business that you're buying. You can't go, I mean, I've talked to people and it, it blows my mind, Art, when people come to me and and they're they're going to sign on and become a franchisee and they're already talking to me about problems with the system and I'm going well why are you buying it i mean you know, <laughs> you know maybe maybe you should go do your own thing i mean there's nothing stopping you but you know it it is interesting how that there is though there there's many factors that go into being a good franchisee, but certainly being an operator, certainly being a manager, and being able to follow somebody else's um instructions and lead are key to that process
1: well you 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 know great candidates for franchising I and mean, it's no you know this isn't a mystery, but you know people that come out of the military yeah um where there are a lot of systems and process i mean they, they these guys it's all about regimented following instructions, or orders, and having process. Because when you, you know, when you don't have that, you know, to, to the to the utmost degree in the military, they say when you don't have that, people die. Right? I mean, you know, because when you're in battle and war and this and that, we've got to know what's going. But yet, there's also an element of chaos. There's also an element of chaos in that to where, you know, process and systems. But at the same time. You know, what do you do that when, when bullets and bombs are going off around you, right? I mean, you know, and, and thank goodness you don't have that in a small business ownership. But the, the analogy certainly is is applicable because there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of so-called, you know, chaos happening. But yet there's got to be a structure and system and people coming out of corporate America. Let's face it, every big business in America started as a small business, no, no, you know, IBM didn't start as IBM. Google didn't start as Google. I mean, it, they all started with one person or a couple people and an idea in a garage or some small space or in a bedroom with you know a computer and the internet or whatever. There's, there's, it, it, they all started small, and as they got bigger, the one of the things that had to happen was corporate governance and systems and process had to be developed along the way. How we're going to hire people, employee handbooks, and all of those things, and so. You're right, Josh, the antithesis of an entrepreneur are those professionally managed tools and resources that companies must have to get bigger and to grow, but yet they can't lose that culture and spirit, and those are, you know, that's hard to package that up. It's not always black and white, but it's one that, uh, that's what makes small business ownership both frustrating, and it also is what makes it Liberating and exciting, and and and, and can be life changing for people, both you know, in a, in a way that that having a job in corporate America uh, could never provide.
0: Yeah, so, no, yeah. that's so that's so true. So I'm I'm curious, did you? Did you sort of learn the ropes of printing um, through working with Bud um, and Quick Copy? I mean, did you learn all the various skills that go into it, and then come over to Alpha Graphics, or did you kind of work up the corporate ladder with Alpha Graphics after you learned some things and worked with Bud for a few years?
1: Yeah, I worked with Bud for a few years, and then um, I I, moved, I resigned from Bud and went came back to my hometown of Temple, Texas, and that's where I really got to. You know, like I said, you know, no pun intended, but kind of have a test kitchen with the restaurant yeah. by applying the E Myth type Michael Gerber stuff, the franchise systems, and watching that make a difference in the sales growth and profits. I mean, our lives were transformed uh, because we started working on the business versus working in the business. But this is an interesting thing that you, that you. So yes, I've been around printing and the print franchises. I even had a direct mail business in college while I was at the University of Houston. Uh, so you know, I've got a lot of, of, of real hands-on experience and reality uh, of, of uh, hands-on experience in this segment of the industry. But but here's the thing: really, what happened is is that if if someone wanted to test my print knowledge and all about the new equipment and all about workflow and everything within a print an Alpha Graphics print business center, I my the, the franchisees of Alpha Graphics almost all of them know more about the details of that than I do in terms of the inner workings of that business. Because what I learned at an earlier age, you know, in 20 plus years from other franchise executives, you absolutely have to know the industry you're in. So I don't want to, to in any way, diminish that fact. If you're going to be a franchise executive of a food restaurant, you know, of a franchise food chain, you've got to understand how that business works. You have to know that. But what's even more important than that? Is that you've got to understand how small business works, and you've got to understand how small business works within that industry. Now, so it's not just about putting ink and toner on paper. It's about how does somebody, how is someone a successful small business owner first, and then how do they do it in this industry? So that way, you know, there's I've worked with children's educational uh, franchises because Quick Copy was actually part of a holding company that had other brands. So I worked with a Pack and Ship brand. I worked with the Women's uh, Health franchise. Uh, of course, Quick Copy, uh, Computer Explorers. I was president of Computer Explorers while I was with Bud, um, and that was uh, about a hundred franchise unit uh, fr- franchise offering children's technology. And and then I got a call in 2007 about the opportunity at Alpha Graphics out in Salt Lake City, Utah, because they were having franchise. They they were here was a brand. When we talked about, you you mentioned something about turnaround uh, specialists, or I've had a lot of experience in that. Graphics is an industry-leading brand. Best unit economics, um, I mean, you know, a a lot of other um, uh, executives from the other brands privately would say it's the best group of franchisees as a whole of any print franchise group. Very solid uh, uh, group of franchisee partners, but yet in 2007, they were having trouble growing the brand, new locations, uh, independents converting in. And so went to work on that piece <clears throat> and helping them uh, and helping them grow that. But what I'll tell you the biggest the, the the if 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 one of your listeners is looking at a franchise brand, yes, they want to know the CEO and the executive team understand the industry that they're in. But what's actually more important and often overlooked by candidates looking at a franchise is that does this person really understand small business? Because that's, that's really what's most important. Do they understand how I, how I build my business as a small business owner and make this work? Because the four things I know every person is looking for when they start a business, when they get off that plane in Salt Lake and they sit down and they meet with us about Alpha Graphics or any of the other brands I've been with over the years, they, they all want better income. They want better lifestyle. They want to. They want to have wealth, which is money beyond their income, and they want to build something that has equity in it for the future. They all want those four things, and and yet, oftentimes they'll end up so focused on looking at the industries like dry cleaning or Ace Hard, Convenience Hardware trends or printing, or you just pick the industry that they forget to come back and think, well, okay, is this business, and do these people understand? Really how to help me get there with this particular franchise model it's what? a real subtle thing but it's often overlooked
0: yeah I think one of the interesting things about um alpha graphics and other print franchises is and not every franchise can say this but I think there I think there actually is another advantage um Going the franchise route if you 're the right person for it, and that is when you 're part of like an alpha graphics um, team, I mean you guys have an advantage of r and d you know the research and development where we 're in such a changing world right now with everything digital going on. I think there's a real advantage on the franchise side versus the mom and pop print shop where the franchisee gets to take advantage of the fact that at corporate the franchisor i mean you guys are sitting there part of your role part of what you're doing is trying to say okay what's the next technology coming through what are the next kind of printers we got to look at what are, and those are the those are the kinds of things that most mom and pops just don't have the time to do they're just busy working in their business all the time so i think that's a i've seen that i think that's a real advantage in the printing franchise concepts I, i'm curious do you agree with that
1: absolutely i think it's i think it's it should any good franchisor, regardless of the industry, should be doing it because because technology and, and, and what's happening, the will of change in all of business, regardless of the industry, is turning so much faster than it was 5, 10, certainly 20-plus years ago. And there's it's impossible for a small, independent business owner today to just keep up with all of that and, and, and all that's required to go with it. And so when you become part of a network, absolutely, Josh, they're a good franchisor has got to be looking at all of that, you know, in, in, in all areas from from how technology and changes are affecting sales and marketing and operations and financial management, <clears throat> every bit of that. Not not to mention purchasing power, um, uh, best practices and training modules and all of that customized and, and, and suited, like fits like a glove for for that industry and your business in that industry. Um, it, it's. It's, let's face it, it is hard to be a small business owner out there and you're not part of some kind of group, whether that's a co-op or a franchise or even if it's just a group of independents that have gotten together unofficially within some kind of advisory board. The fact is, it's like that saying, the only successful, the only successful person that ever did anything alone is the self-made failure.
0: <laughs> and so
1: and, yeah. and it, it, it's just it's the the lone ranger mentality in small business ownership today. Even though it sometimes goes with it, right? I'm I'm out there. I'm doing it on my quote own. <laughs> I'm riding it to listen to that. That's actually a very dangerous and risky place to be. If you're sitting there today doing it on your own, chances are that's not that's not paying you the dividends, and 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 you're not being able to check check the box for the life goals that you originally had when you went into small business ownership. That's well, what I, found. I Yeah.
0: I mean, you're not going to get very far. And I think, I mean, we're all riding the coattails of other people at some some point in time. And it's, you know, I can relate this to myself with my practice. I can relate it to any small business is that, you know, there I know people out there, and I know you do too, who, you know, they might run their own sort of solo deal and they're just happy where they are and they don't want to grow they don't want to you know get to that that next level and that's fine i just know for myself and for many people i'm just not wired that way and you reach a certain point where um, you can 't grow you can 't get to that next level without having that proper mentorship without having those people those trusted advisors to bounce things off of whether it 's through an association whether it 's through like you know outside advisory boards or whatever the case may be. I mean we all need that, and it 's not a sign of weakness to go after that it 's actually a sign of strength and and maturity yeah. um, to reach out to people but to do it in a way. Where where you're not just looking for somebody else to tell you their answer, but you're really looking to work through all of the problems. And I, I think that's another advantage of a good franchise system is you do have those other – as a franchisee, you do have those other franchisees to talk to. And hopefully you do have the franchisors to work with. Um, and and so i i just think there's all those good things that again the the reason why i love the model so much one of the reasons uh why i love it so much and you know especially it's kind of interesting with with alpha graphics and with the printing with the printing model is that it is changing so much i mean you know you look at you look like a, at a vista print right I mean, I, there's an Alpha Graphics here in Carmel, Indiana, right where I'm at. And I've actually used them, and they're fantastic. I know the owner and and everything was great. But sometimes I just go to myself and go, God, how do you compete with, like, a Vistaprint, right, that's going to print you <laughs> a thousand business cards for five bucks or whatever it is. And I, I think that that's a changing – I think that changes. That's the kind of disruptor that subtly will change the model of an Alpha Graphics because at the end of the day, you probably can't compete with that, with that one aspect. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, i tell you what, our franchisee right there, you, uh, I, I believe I believe it's Michael Kyle, and, and he's doing a, a thank you, first of all, Josh, for, for the business. We appreciate you using. Oh, he's great. Uh, he's great. Alpha graphics and, 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 you know, you, you hit on something there that is, see, the thing is, in a franchise, right, there's always somebody that's going to be doing something better than you in some area, and the neat thing is, you, if you're able to set your ego to the side, if you're, you know, and, and you talked about there being strength in the fact of understanding There's power and wisdom and understanding I can't do it alone. You know, I've got three boys. My oldest is at uh, Mary Harden Baylor here in Central Texas. He's a junior, and I've got a freshman at the University of Houston and one about to go into high school. And, you know, for the two that have gone off, one of the things that as a dad, you know, I hope and pray for is that they can find those mentors and those people in their life because they're they're all out there, and and there's people that want to help other people. You just have to be looking and willing for that. Um, and that those people come into their lives and, and that they allow them and seek to them out because the answers and the help and the guidance and the teachers are all there. And I know that because, man, I was a, a kid in my early twenties and I went out to interview an 80 something year old gentleman named Bud. And, and I, I realized this, the student, you know, what is that when the student's ready, the teacher arrives yes, and I realized I, I had that. walked walk into the presence of a, of a, of a teacher and Bud, and he took me under his wings and, and I started work for him, and we didn't know what job I was going to have, and we didn't know how much. I didn't even know the money that I was going to be making. I just knew this was a guy I had to work for. And I told him, I said, "I'm showing up on this day at your office. If I'm going to be mowing the lawn, then put, give me a lawnmower. But you just got to give me a, a couple hours each week just to ask you questions and learn, because I had had by that time I had I'd had the struggles of the restaurant, I had the struggles of the direct mail company, which was a complete failure. When in college, I mean, there's a lot of money in direct mail." about fifty thousand dollars of it is mine. And you know, I mean it felt like three million dollars at that time because it, you know it was it was more than I had more than I even had and I owed bankers and I owed printers and mailing and all of this stuff and I just didn't want to have I didn't want to do it over and over know I didn't want to be the guy that was in his forties and he just had failure after failure after failure because he because I was too hard headed to just say, Man, I need some help And see that's what franchising is about. Your people listening to your show, whether they're looking at Alpha Graphics or any other franchise, it's really about saying, you know what? I want to succeed and be more in my life, and I and I want to do it with other people that are there to help me. And and, and most of the franchisors, that's the spirit they come from. They love. They get jazzed about seeing people break records and live their dreams and accomplish those goals.
0: I say I love so, that. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you a quick story, and then uh, I know we gotta we gotta wrap this up. I'm having a great time talking with you, and um, but I wanted to tell you it's funny. I had a I had a, uh, I call him a kid. He's not really a kid. He's you know 25 years old. Reached out to me. A fascinating story. And he graduated college had a had a real nice job, high paying job uh, with great prospects. It was like a consulting type job in Chicago, and. He just kind of decided he really wanted to get into franchising, you know, wanted to eventually own a bunch of franchises and somehow connected with a guy who happened to own, uh, you know, about 40 or 50 Popeyes franchises. But now was just more of an investor. He wasn't running the franchises. He had somebody else do that. And this guy said, you talk about, you know, uh, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. This kid, his name's Matt. He said, um, he said, listen, you know, what do I need to do? And this guy said, listen. If you're really interested in getting into franchising, then you need to understand what it's all about. You need to quit your job and you need to go work for a franchise that you think you're interested in. And when I say work for them, I mean you need to start as a cashier and then you need to work your way up. So you kind of understand what's going on in that model. Do that for a year, put together a small little business plan, and then come see me and we'll talk about some potential opportunities in the future. And I'm telling he did it. He quit his job, he moved to Indiana, uh contact he lives with his aunt and uncle here in town, and um he he then contacted uh, the owners of there's a franchise called Zagsby's um that's based out of Atlanta and they, they just opened their first location here. And he basically sure. told told them that's his story, that's what he wanted to do. Of course the owners were all jazzed about it and uh he started as a cashier very quickly moved up and now he's in a supervisory manage management type of position but i have no doubt that someone like that is going to be a huge success um and and but that's the kind of spirit that you got to have i mean that's the kind of drive that you got to have and that's the kind of mentality is is not i know everything i'm going to go in and and do this it's let's rely on people who have been there before who's sort of uh, who who are a picture of where you want to go and let's figure out how do we make that happen. And I, I just love those kind of stories.
1: Oh boy. I'll tell you what a boy that, that, that is, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. And the, the key, you know, one of the key things that you, that you brought out in that story that this young man did, he was willing, he was willing to go to any length and to do what is re- <clears throat> not just, not just to, to you, you can just you know say hey I'm I'm going to do my best. That's not always good enough. Sometimes you have to do what is required. I love There's that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a difference. So, and you, if he wanted to do his best. That may have not been good enough. He, this guy told him, "Quit your job and go work and learn all all of the details in that." And and I mean, let's face it, everything we do each day determines whether or not. I mean, I it's it's kind of sad. But I've seen many, many people come along in their forty or so, and they've had successful corporate careers, but they're so up to their neck in debt. They've got you know debt with cars and credit cards and this and that and all this other stuff. They can't even it, they're they're. You know, and you tell them, "Hey, we think you could be a good franchisee, but you need to sell your house, sell your cars, liquidate, you know, <laughs> uh, tell the kids that, that they're going to have to change college and go to a community college, give up the country club membership."
0: <laughs> you know,
1: and and all of a sudden they walk out of there with like a, you know, their tail between their legs because they realize that, you know, the idea of just small business ownership is not a job. It's not the same as if. if if you think that the paycheck's going to show up every couple of weeks because now you're a small business ownership and you're the boss, you've got another thing to think about and and that's when they talk about those failure and success rates with franchisors. see good franchisors are screaming for all that stuff, right? I mean
0: we're yeah, we're,
1: I can't tell you the number of people that that have phenomenal annual income, but they don't they don't hardly have any money to to do anything with. And so that's another thing for your listeners to you know to think about here is that if you think small business ownership is in your future, get get your family together and get on a spending plan and cut out all the extra stuff. Get rid of the debt and position yourself because that way you're giving yourself a chance. When you start a business, it's like giving birth. I, I realize neither you nor I, Josh, understand giving birth, so I won't <laughs> spend any money out there. They're going to say, hey, you don't know anything about it. You're right. I don't. Okay. But I was in the room three times, and I saw a little bit of what happened in there, and it looked pretty painful to me. Um, and, but but starting that small business is like starting something from scratch. It's, it's 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 taking something and it's growing, and 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 you've got to you've got to have the soil prepped, and you've got to have the right soil, and you've got to have the right time of year, and you've got to have some of those things that you can that you can put the odds in your favor. To be able to succeed and accomplish your goals. That's a great, great story that really emphasized that about this young man being willing to quit his job. He he was serious about being in business for himself and, and, and accomplishing his life goals through small business ownership. And that said, it, you know.
0: But but yeah, great point. No, great that's point. great. I love I love the point on the parenting too. But you know, I think the I, I think what I would say about that because I yeah I've got a couple daughters myself, and the thing is, you know, just like in small business ownership, there's no parenting guidelines that you just kind of have to learn as you do. You got to pivot, you got to grow, and I mean that's the hard thing about parenting, right? I mean, you have these decisions mm-hmm. where sometimes you feel like the weight of the world is, am I going to screw up my kid? I mean, that's the biggest fear, and and. And you just don 't know you just do the best you just do the best you can, you try to learn from your mistakes, which you're gonna make and and you just move forward and and do the best you can so that's i I really love that analogy um and listen i we have gone over i, I this's been a great conversation i I really appreciate your time um maybe we'll we'll do a part two of this some sometime down the road, but tell people. Uh, where they can get a hold of you or, you know, what, what's the best way to contact you if they have questions or, or, or to learn more about what you're doing?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm a, I'm an open book. If somebody hears this and they, and there's something so many people have helped me, uh, if I can help anybody, man, they can feel free. I, I mean, my cell phone number is area code 281-658-9409, 281-658-9409. And, uh, I'm going to put out my personal email address. It's Arthur Coley Jr. at yahoo.com. That's Arthur, A R T H U R, C O L E Y J R, at yahoo.com. So, any of your listeners, Josh, they don't have to hesitate one second. If they want to talk about franchising and small business ownership, I'm available for anybody.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And if you hear that, listeners, Follow up call them I mean this is this is this art you have a wealth of knowledge twenty plus years you've run a top 200 franchise that's incredible thank you for being uh, thank you for being so generous I look forward to staying in touch with you
1: absolutely Josh thank you thank you for what you do with your show and helping your listeners really just learn what franchising is about and make better decisions we we need more people doing what you're doing thank you Josh
0: Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at FranchiseEuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.